Welcome to the Public Affairs Podcast, addressing local issues that affect our nation and shape our world. I'm your host, KG Smooth, joined by Uncle Funky Larry Jones. And Unc, this segment is brought to you by Cormed. And we broadcast live from your local Houston BMW Center studios on each and every podcast. And welcome back, my friend. Once again, KG, what are you doing different, sir? You, you're glowing. Your skin looks absolutely fabulous. Um, I'm trying a new product, to be honest. I um, could tell. You bought me this soap that I've been using on the my seaweed face, the soap. seaweed soap. Yeah, okay. So that combined with the moisturizer that I use. Uh, yeah. Oh, I guess it is working. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> well, we like to provide our listeners with health tips along the way, along the way. Rihanna, yeah. if you're listening, hey, hire me for that Fenty skin. I can be a great model there. <laughs> and no, but we want to welcome back on the podcast, uh, Cormed. Mm-hmm. Um, we have on the line the uh, CEO and founder, Edison Hobson, and also uh, returning um, the uh, cardiologist, Dr. Burke Holder. Gentlemen, welcome back to the Public Affairs Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So, Edison, when we last spoke, we were lining up the mobile units. Is that correct? How did, how correct. How's that going out? Uh, everything's going well with it. Uh, we've we've previously had mobile units en route. Uh, we were doing stuff like that with UPS and Waste Connection already and a couple of others. Uh, but just really defining it seeing some of uh, our setbacks in refabricating and, and, and putting things in better perspective to meet our customer demand a little better. So mobile units been going through some retrofitting and headed back out here in hopefully a couple of weeks now. Yeah, that's exciting. So um, for those that probably might have missed uh, last month when you all were on, when Cormed was on, tell us about the services that uh, you provide, Edison. Yes, sir. So basically uh, we started out as being a – uh, a cardiovascular imaging clinic where we said, you know what, there's uh, obviously uh, uh, heart disease being the number one cause of death in America today. Uh, our environment that we live through, uh, be it stress, the workload on us, uh, we, we, we tend to, to work with uh, a lot of drivers that are out in the field, pilots, uh, people that are, 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 you know, away from their homes, like I said, that, that could have bad eating habits, maybe have bad circulations through their body because they're always sitting down. And we said, you know what, when we went in, we found that statistically these particular uh, operators were, were, were uh, higher in number as far as meeting, uh, finding, uh, being, coming down with strokes or high blood pressure, uh, high cholesterol, you know, potential uh, brain aneurysms, or, or just 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 put in a higher threat of of, uh, of a cardiovascular disease. And we said, you know what, if we can go to the source without them having to find us, look us up, and feel as though there's going to be some outrageous price in order to get these procedures done, let's go there, let's talk to them, let's sit down with them, and let's say, hey, you can get this done at an affordable price. We're right here outside. You know, you can come between your shift. You can come before shift, after shift. We accommodate the hours in which the facility is needing and requiring us to do. And so uh, uh, our staff is right there on site, and everything is – and sometimes, we, you know, the doctor is able to be out there. Uh, sometimes he's not, but they will still know that the readings will be interpreted by uh, Dr. Burkholder for the most part. and. Uh, if they need to 
set a visit or anything like that. It's a one-step shop. They can come in, set up a visit, and then we offer additional services like stress tests or, or carotid uh, screenings, things that we might not be able to have the time to offer out there on site, but we can still bring them in and say, hey, in our clinic, and say, hey, you know, offer these services still again at a cost-affordable price and or through their insurance. So um, what does the vehicle look like? So if I'm out on the streets and, you know, I, what do I need to be looking out for uh, with the mobile services to, to, to it, pull up? Yeah, it looks more like a like a truck, uh, a big uh, like van-type truck. Uh, it, it, it's basically it's a, just a two-door unit where we, we're able to house two. Now we're able to house two. Uh, setups, two labs, because our, our initial one only had one lab, and 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 so like we, we'll go to like customers like a UPS, and they'll be like, hey, you know, we 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 need to get guys in quicker and out quicker, more efficiently. So we said, okay, let's divide this unit up, and let's 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 present it to where um, somebody can enter in through the through the side, and somebody can enter in through the front, and then basically just a big wrap has a heart on it. You know, it's white. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, you can see our name out there. Uh, a lot of times, like I said, we're you know we're we're driving around from location to location, uh, getting to our customers. We're opening up the opportunity and the flexibility for customers, like through the COVID nineteen situation, to be able to say, "Hey, can you come to us?" Uh, that's an individual type of deal. Obviously, that will command a, a, a different type of of pricing, but we put the customer in a situation to where, again, it's directed just towards them. Uh, we're able to meet their needs. You know, everything, we're sanitized. We're following all of HIPAA rules and guidelines. Uh, we're doing everything in retrospect as if they were to have come to our clinic. We're just able to go to them and, and assist them with these uh, uh, same procedures and still at a reduced rate than if they were to go to a major hospital throughout the uh, metropolitan area. Mm-hmm. Okay. CORMED is a proud sponsor of the Public Affairs Podcast. And, Doc, last time we had a conversation, you were very energetic about... Hey, Manhattan. it's Dr. Burkholder. Yes, sir. Hey, you... hello. Hey, they, they, they passed me off the phone over here. We're, we're sharing the phone. This is Dr. Burkholder. Okay, Doc, no problem. We're good. Yes. I was just following up on the last conversation we had Yes, sir. About your energy and concern about men and women receiving proper care, right yes, diagnosis. Can you follow up on that for us? Yeah, you know what, what I'm what I'm seeing right now, especially amid, um, you know amidst this pandemic and quarantine, is that the medical community you would expect for the empathy to be, to have increased, right? But I think what you're seeing lately is not. An increase in empathy, and a lot of chi- a lot of times it's actually a decrease. You're seeing overworked uh, hospital personnel and, and urgent care, and what we call first responders. And what people don't sometimes understand is the majority of healthcare is not provided by first responders, hospital workers, or ER workers. It's provided by doctors like myself. And I think I think the energy that needs to come from the healing of both men and women of all races, religions, colors, and creeds needs to be needs to be not of that same energy. I'm glad you used the word energy. Not of that same energy that you see at the ER, the hospital, or the first responder, which can often be a very stressful position. So what we're trying to do here at CORMED is have a chill place 
good vibes, good energy. You come in. We work on a, on a positive uplift, right? We, we may save your life just like one of those first responders do. And I am often a first responder at, any, at some, of some places. But at, at CoreMed, I'm there for wellness and protection and for, and for really positive vibes. So I think sometimes you have men and women a little concerned to see the doctor because, you know, the energy level is just such, you know, on edge right now. Um, with going to see the doctor, one thing that we can afford here at CoreMed is a chill place. We're going to work with you. We're people just like you. We're not above you. In fact, I'm here to serve you. My people are here to serve you. We're not doing you. you know, a lot of times you go to the doctor, you feel like they're they you know they're doing you a favor or something, and that's not how we have it here. Here, the energy is just uplifting, making sure everybody is healthy, and it's hard in the middle of such a serious pandemic as COVID-19. For, to ask doctors to be that way, but it's our mission statement to be like that with every person. Well, we certainly appreciate it. So the elephant in the room, of course, back to school. Yes. TG As a general, <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, yes. Any specific questions that would you like to hear me uh, talk about? I am also a board-certified general pediatrician. No, well, we want to hear what, sir, yeah, we want to hear your take on it because this is a, this is a this wild This is my favorite question. Now. Okay, so, you know, the, there's so much conflicting. The reason you're even asking the question is obviously because there's so much conflicting nature out there, right? Mm-hmm. So I can, I can answer this question in three ways. Number one, what the government guidelines are. Number two, what the science says. And number three, what I do for my own children, okay. right? And what the, where the rubber meets the road, what I'm going to do, okay? Mm-hmm. And this is the three, three ways that I answer anything that's uh, related on a national seen like this. Number one, the government says that uh, with the current data, now this is the CDC and the White House, and you know, you just take that how you want to, but you know, these people say that uh, they don't believe that there's an increased risk of sending, your, of sending your kid to school as long as they maintain social distancing and masks, okay? Individual smaller governments um, say that uh, they don't feel comfortable with their setup and uh, to keep their keep your kids at home or do virtual learning. So as you, as you can tell here, the government answer is a little bit mixed up, right? So let's go to what the science says. So the government answer is really not helping you very much, right? They're, they're, they don't, they, they, they're kind of acting like maybe yes, maybe no. They don't 100% know. So let's go to what the science says. Until just recently, we really didn't know how children were reacting to this. We know that they weren't dying in any great numbers. And we, knew, we, and we didn't really, really know how much they were being infected because not that many kids were really being tested. Well, the latest scientific papers that I trust from major centers are showing kids do get infected just as much as adults, maybe um, slightly less, but still at a very high rate, which means that they can hold the virus inside of them. So what does this mean? Well, all you have to do is look at how the virus attacked us before. It started off with just some elderly, and then it started morphing into all sorts of people, right? Well, the same thing, in my opinion, will happen to children, because we don't know very much about this virus, whether it was man-created or an accident or completely natural. We don't know 100% about it, but we do know that this virus changes because all viruses mutate. And it does look like this virus is mutating to attack more and more. So if you take that into consideration, this virus will start attacking more and more children. As a person who deals with complex cases in children and adults alike, I am seeing an increase in COVID-positive patients in under 
21 years old, which is what the American Academy of Pediatrics says is a PD patient, under 21 years old, I'm seeing more and more every day. There's not a flattened curve. It is becoming more and more. I do have multiple patients that are very ill from COVID-19, and at the very least, it does seem to be on par with, say, a flu-like illness for a lot of people. So it's not scientifically true to say that COVID-19 does not affect children. It does affect children. We're just now finding out that it affects children um, nearly as much as an adult. But there's a thing. We, we protect our young ones in all parts of society. So they have never really had it. They're just, the pandemic, in my opinion, as a general pediatrician, is that this virus is just now starting in children. We do know that it's giving a very special type of inflammatory disease to kids that look something like what's called Kawasaki syndrome, which can be a potentially dangerous inflammatory condition that can even affect your heart, which, by the way, makes it very important for you to come and get your heart checked out by a place like myself, like CoreMed, or wherever you can. You know, that's why, you know, COVID and the heart are very linked. And this, is, this is something we've known for a while, and they, and they don't talk about it so much. All viruses can affect the heart, but COVID especially. So knowing your heart status is very, very important. It does look like some of the kiddos, especially with some weight issues, maybe weight issues and asthma, people of color, okay? This is just like we see in the adults, right? So if you're having some of these issues, that's another reason maybe to come by and, and get a quick check over at CoreMed because we have weight loss programs for all ages that are heart healthy and make you strong. Being healthy and strong is the best thing to fight COVID. Now let's go to number three. What am I doing with my – because number two is telling you this. Number two is telling you it's not going away. This, is, this COVID is increasing in kids. So to put a bunch of kids in a building, right, where they can easily transmit it, and you don't know if the lunch lady is 75 years old. So now your kid's spreading. It's spreading. They're going kid to kid. HISD is doing the right thing by postponing. You know, I truly believe California is doing the right thing. Look, they're waiting until to January 2nd, mm, right? Nice. So that's probably the right thing to do scientifically. Okay, I'm not taking consider. I'm starting to sound like Fauci here. Hey, I'm not taking in consideration the economic issues. I understand that, too. I'm just telling you the science about the virus and what I see on the front line and in my office. Mm-hmm. So scientifically, you probably shouldn't be putting your kid in there. And then, you know, schools changed since when you and I were kids, right? Like, we have our special needs children side by side with our, nor- with our, our normally able children, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a great thing, actually. We've seen huge boosts in it. But I fear for some of my kiddos that um, may have some, you know, uh, dis- disability issues, immune issues. And heaven forbid you don't know if your son or, ch- or daughter has one of these issues. How horrible would it be for you to find out through an infection with COVID? Group, you know, answer number one says, Government says it's okay on a, on a case-by-case basis. Question, you know, group number two, scientific, it's probably not the right thing to do. It's probably not the right thing to do to put any child into a, a building that, that has any type of crowd in it. By the way, social distancing and masks are required. It's so, so important. But the studies that show what happens if you have four infected people in a room and everybody's wearing a mask? That study doesn't exist. Let me take it a step further. What happens when you have all of these kids from age ranging to five to seventeen and 19. they can't and nineteen and they can't keep a mask on? No, no, for, KG. No, for, no, for, no. For all I would like seconds. to do. This me, is what. Okay, hold, hold I, I got on. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let, yeah, me, yes, let me correct you, and I'll, I don't ever do this to you. Yes. Won't keep a mask on. 
I, I like that. I like that. Not that they can't. Something. They I, I just say this. I, I have I have an excellent solution. You know, you 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 set me up with a, a question here. You know the answer. You know it's just it's, it's silliness. But let's do this. Let's let's do a thought experiment. Why don't for just two days hmm. we have all the people who work for the school district or the school do a dry run of an eight-hour school day, yeah. and let's videotape. Mm-hmm. Let's see how well they do it with their masks. Let's see how they well they do it. Now, how are we going to do a six-year-old like that? Right. Sounds how are we going to do a seventeen-year-old like who's itching to get out, meet his girlfriend or his significant? You know, one day, how's how's he going to act? How's she going to act? How are, how are my special needs kids going to act? Why don't we do a dry run, put it on video, have transparency, and see how it goes with <laughs> with trained professional adults? I think what it would do would show everybody that this is silliness. Mm-hmm. Right my mom now, and right daddy, my mom and daddy told me when I got to school I could take my mask off because you of don't course. have a right to tell me to wear a mask yeah. because he said it's not and, real. And daddy, it's, and you know, and daddy lost his job, and daddy's in the parking lot with his with his gun rack. You know, yeah. things are going to get weird, guys. Things yeah. are going to get weird, and it's going to. And the school is already, and you know, these schools kind of. I have a little bit of you know feelings about this because these schools are so scared to even put a little spanking on your kid. Exactly, but yet, but they're going to let you into a big old right. box full of viruses that could right. kill you. Right, and these, so I, I almost feel I, I wonder if some of these people are, how do you put it, bluffing. Well, these elected officials, uh, Dr. Burke Holder, these are, I bet you my bottom dollar that these elected officials probably well, are not putting their kids back in school. No, they're you out of your mind. Uh, they're, they're, put, put, I, I think uh, I think the thought experiment needs to change. Put the elected officials mm-hmm. in the classroom put, with some GoPros. And let's see what happens with them on an eight-hour school day. Because my little boy goes to school at seven thirty in the morning. He don't get out till it seems like ten p.m. at night some days. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, these schools—you're in there forever, mm-hmm. right? Let me see how this works out. Let me see how this works out. One of the important scientific studies are there is no study that shows multiple infectious people in a room with masks and social distancing. So people think the mask when you breathe into a mask, the particles go everywhere. They just go behind you. And it works. It works good. But what about three infected? What about four infected with a snotty one? What mm. about this kid? He ain't washed his hands since he's, you know, he's nine years old. He never washed his hands before. You know, what, what about all the different things? And that leads me to number three, which is, Dr. Burkholder, what do you do as a father? Let's see if you're a hypocrite. And the answer is, on this issue, I definitely am not, because my kid will not be going into And my kid is normally abled, okay? And, and for all we know, when I could tell he has a normal heart, well, he, I do know he has a normal heart because I've checked it. But, so, but, you know, I think he has a normal immune system. And you're not going to put – I've seen the kids – all you had to do is go pull up the Microsoft Teams of my kid and his kids in the Microsoft Teams and see that, oh, you're going to put all of them in a room? <laughs> they're already crazy. He's seven years old. They're crazy. Doc, we, you know what I mean? We love so, you. Doc. We the, love the, the first we, graders are going to get the second graders. The second graders are going to get the third graders. The bigger kids are going to get the teachers. Duh. How are they going to eat at school? How are they going to do all these things? It makes me believe that when the rubber meets the road, when the rubber meets the road, are they really going to have this go down? Or is this all just a big thing just to make it go and go and go all the way up to the very end? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't the, the, they're too scared to put the kid in detention or give him a little swat on his butt, but they're str- but they're not scared enough to put you in a, in a room with a bunch of viruses. 
right. very unusual, right? It doesn't make any it sense. It makes you kind of think that there's some uh, another motive. Another agenda. Now, I'm not yeah. trying to be a conspiracy theorist. Always. Hey, listen, we can have this conversation Forever. when you when Cormed comes on next month. We appreciate Cormed being a sponsor. I love talking to you guys. Y'all are my favorite. Yeah, Thank you, you, you too. Dr. Okay. Henry Burkholder. Cardiologist with CoreMed Solutions. Uh, thank you so much. And Edis Hobson, the president and owner of CoreMed. Um, can't wait to talk to you guys next month. I'm sure, sure Edis would like to say much. goodbye. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> I just appreciate you guys and your time and everything that you guys are doing for us and helping us out and getting the word and message out. Very, very well. Much appreciated. No doubt. Mr. Edson Hobson, the president and founder of CoreMed Solutions, and Dr. Henry Burkholder. Man, my guy, thank you so much. Yes, sir. What a show. Yeah. You like that, oh, Thank folks? you very much, guys. Yes, sir. All right, bye-bye. Can't Every- wait to talk to you guys again. Bye-bye. Right. Yes, indeed. For everyone listening to the podcast, we'll be right back after this. Welcome back to the Public Affairs Podcast, addressing local issues that affect our community and shape our world from your local Houston BMW Center studios. I'm your host, KG Smooth. Uncle Funky Larry Jones and... We've had a power pack show today, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Shout out once again to uh, Dr. Burke Holder and Edis Hobson of CoreMed. Yeah. And now uh, we are going to switch gears on the uh, on the business side. Mm-hmm. This man is, man, he's got a lot of things going on. <laughs> the founder of the International Business Network, Traffic Sales and Profit. He is uh, also along with his wife, the co-founder and creator of blackandmarriedwithkids.com and just a social media guru, all-around business guy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Public Affairs Podcast, Lamar Taylor. How are you, sir? I'm doing excellent. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being on the program. Um, When I frequent blackandmarriedwithkids.com quite a bit. I use a, a, a lot of your content um, on my other show, I host The Quiet Storm on Magic 102.1. And uh, I log on to the site every night to see what great articles you all have for, you know, married folks, single. Okay, all- KG. That, so you're one up on everybody. But Lamar, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not that guy. So can you tell us about yourself and who you are and how you got to where you are? Oh, no, I was about to tell Casey, tell me more. I like the way this was, I like, I like where this was going. Tell me more. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's, that's exactly it. My wife, Ronnie, and I started 12 years ago a blog called BlackAndMarriedWithKids.com to uh, promote, support, encourage marriage in the African-American community. And, and since then, what happened is the blog turned into a business. Mm. So we built the community, then we had to learn how to monetize and actually make revenue and money from it. So we started with documentary films. We did seven full-length documentaries. Then we went to ebooks and audio books and membership sites. And during the process, we learned how to really sell and market our products and our services. We would do conferences, events, cruises, all this stuff. We learned how to sell it online. And as we did that, people came to us and said, teach us how to do what you're doing. And that's when we launched our, our separate brand, Traffic, Sales, and Profit, in order to show uh, individuals that have a community, have an audience, okay, this is how you actually make money from those people. Because Facebook fans, Twitter followers, Instagram fans, they do not pay your mortgage. They do not pay your rent. They do not pay your car note. So we need to get clear about that. And then we also had people that, you know, if, if they can get in front of the right people, mm-hmm. would be fine, but they just can't get in front of the right people. When they get in front of them, they don't know how to sell their products and services. So that's exactly what we can train through Traffic, Sales, and Profit. Mm. Okay. And um, so the platform, uh, what what is it 
tell people what it does. I mean, we know that it, it, it's a network, but uh, in layman's terms, tell the audience uh, exactly what Traffic Sales and Profit does. Sure. Well, well, the the main biggest, largest part of it is we have a free Facebook group called Traffic Sales and Profit with Lamar Tyler. We have over uh, 14,000, right, right around getting close to 15,000, uh, primarily African-American business owners in that group and all different types, product-based, service-based, lawyers, accountants, uh, AV uh, installation, coaches, consultants, you know, whatever you have, we have in that group. And and what it is is we teach them, like I said, how to how to drive more traffic. How can you get more people into your brick and mortar store? How can you get more people to your actual website? How can you build communities online through platforms like Facebook or Instagram or onto your email list? And then once we do that, we also talk about how once you have those people, can you actually convert more sales of what you actually have? And this, and this is what most people don't realize: when you send people to your website, on average. Only two to three percent of the people that land on your website are actually ready to buy the first time they land there. Mm. That means that out of every 100 people, 97 of those people leave without purchasing anything. So, do we capture their information? Do we capture an email address? Do we continue to talk to them and have a conversation, educate them about our product and service, so that we can nurture and convert them down the line? And these are all the types of things that we we sell, we teach, and and show entrepreneurs how to do so that they can not just have businesses but have businesses that are successful that make money and then not only do that but uh, turn around and employ other people in our communities so Lamar let let me ask because I I, I do a tremendous amount of online shopping and I'm curious are one of the techniques that you teach or I'm I'm just I don't know so I'm asking when I leave one site and go to another it seems like the product I was just looking at let's say my cowboy boots, tends to follow me over to another site. How does that work? Yeah, what that is is that's called retargeting. Mm. Um, And and again, right, it it goes right into what I was just talking about. It's the perfect question. Because like I said, you know, out of every 100 people, 97 are not ready to purchase right there, right away. And then what may shock people as well, and we see a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, they put up a store, they have an e-commerce site, and and the first thing they get shocked at is the fact that – they got people coming to the site, and how many people actually abandon cart? Abandon cart is when somebody, you put those cowboy boots, you look at them, you put them in the cart, but you actually don't purchase and you leave. Mm-hmm. Over 70% of the people that add something to a cart never check out. So what you can do is do retargeting through Facebook, through Google, through different platforms, so that, hey, whenever you start to go to other sites, if they're running ads on there, like, and you have your ads traffic to those sites, hey, if I go read an article on, um, you know, this newspaper website, then I'm going to see those cowboy boots. If I pull up an app, you ever pulled up an app and been playing a game on an app or in some productivity tool on the app, and then you see the ad for those cowboy boots. And literally, it's just following you around all those different places over the web so that then, you know, hopefully you click back on it, you get back to the cart, and you complete that checkout. Or one even better. Go ahead. Well, let me, let me finish the funny story for me, Lamar, because I have shopped with this company before. So they are sending me an email, Larry, what's wrong? Is there anything we can help you with? Because <laughs> you left something in your cart. In, in your cart. Mm-hmm. And, and it was funny because I, I, I said, well, why are you sending me this? You know I buy from you, you know, but... Yeah, and, and I'm gonna take it a step further. Uh, maybe about what, like 2016. I remember uh, being in New Orleans and talking to a friend of mine. We just in the car talking about it. And he was talking about something that um, something that he needed. I forgot if it was a smart speaker or something, something, something. Mm-hmm. So then, as we go on, and then he uh, opens Facebook, it's like, dang, like, um, like these smart <laughs> speakers keep 
you know, <laughs> popping up. And then, you know, I had talked about something and then I started seeing it on my apps and then we didn't think nothing of it. All right. Fast forward, maybe about six months later here at the station, same thing, talking about a certain product. And then the next thing I know, it's showing, showing up, up everywhere. Yep. And I'm like, yo, I'm like, are they listening to my conversations to know yes. what is what I'm looking for? And then they take that like that is what did he say? He said yes. I said yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and that's what most people don't realize is the amount of information that you give to social networks, to these platforms, is mind-boggling. Every time you, you like something, every time you join a group, every time you like a page, every time you click on an ad, every time you tell it when your birthday is, like all of these different things these networks can actually capture. So a lot of times, let's take a real-life example. I'll, I'll show an individual, okay, if they want to run ads on a network or a social platform like Facebook, you can actually go into Facebook and you can, can look and pull up data and see, okay, out of the people that, that follow your page or like your page, how old are they? Are they men or women? Um, you know, what other pages do they like? What other things are they interested in? You can get, you actually, and how about, I'll take it a step further, you actually can even upload an email list. Say I have an email list of customers or clients. I can actually upload that list to Facebook, uh, create what's called a custom audience to target those people, but then I can get data and insights on them. And Facebook, it won't show me the exact names of each person, but it'll say, out of these 1,000 people you uploaded, we can match 70%. And then it'll show me out of that 70% how many own a home versus rent a home. It'll show me uh, uh, how many, you know, on average, this is how much money they make. This is how many kids they have. This is what kind of car they drive. So for a marketer, right, as a business owner, this is information and data that we've never had access to. Now, maybe the big boys did. Maybe uh, Coca-Cola or these huge conglomerates and corporations did. But a mom and pop, an uh, individual with just a Shopify e-commerce site, um, somebody that's selling you know, food and cakes out of their house, you never had access to this information, but now you do. As a consumer, on the other side, you need to be aware of the data and information that you're giving out. And that's what you're seeing a lot of Congress fighting with the social networks about now. You'll hear more of that conversation about what is it that they're doing with this data. Um, because essentially, it's a great thing. They say that, that when you don't see these platforms like Facebook and Instagram and some of the other ones, when you don't see them actually sell a product, you are the product. And that's essentially what, what's happening, right? Your data is the product they sell to business owners and marketers so that then they can target you for their products and services. Mm. That, you, I mean, not surprised, uh, but the level of um, intrusion and the and the precision of how to target us, like, and 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 when they get this information, like, what do they do with it when they, when they're targeting us and they get this info? What are they just sitting on it, or what happens? Well, that's the big question, and that's where all of the concern and the government uh, is trying to come in and regulate stuff a little bit more. And that's what they're coming into because that's their question is, is what are you doing with this? And you have all this data about all of our citizens. So that's kind of what a lot of the conversation is now, and there's a lot of information out there. But, again, for the business owners that are listening or the people that want to go in business, I want you to think about, like I said, again, the flip side of it and look at the opportunity that you have to where literally you can go in and start with, a, a meager budget of hundreds of dollars or a few thousand dollars and, and dedicate that towards advertising and now be able to get the amount of information and data back that's unparalleled to ever before. So when I can run an ad and I can say, okay, out of the ad and the amount of money I spent, this many people clicked on it, this many people landed on the website, this many people went from step one on the website to step two, and these are the kind of people that did it, 
and let's go out and find more people like that. And, and all of that you can do due to today's advertising, due to the technology today, due to social media networks. So there is some bad, there's good that comes with the bad. It's up to us to kind of figure out the viewpoint of how we look at it and then, then take it from there. Okay. Lamar, you, um, you launched a seven-point stimulus package for business owners, correct? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Can when, you go ahead and tell us all about that? Sure, yeah. When uh, COVID hit and everything first kind of came down, we said that we weren't going to wait for the government to provide us, you know, a handout or a hand up or anything else along these lines. What we wanted to do is provide support for our community. So we kind of launched into action, and that seven-point plan included things like us giving those business owners free resources, free checklists, free uh, sales and marketing tools. We did a free event and summit for them so they could learn how to generate cash quickly. We brought in experts because we had a lot of new homeschool <laughs> homeschooling parents that didn't intend on being homeschooling parents, right? right? So we brought in experts to talk about that and break it down to them, to talk about how to stretch meals. Uh, we brought in a lot of business experts. And then we even did a round of $1,000 um, uh, grants that we actually issued out to businesses ourselves, along with over, I think we ended up somewhere between 30 and 40 different grocery store gift cards that we gave out as well, where every week we were actually just pulling people from that Facebook group, from the community, and giving them a gift card to say, hey, go here and help your family. And I think that, again, is the importance of why we need more businesses, why we need more business owners, because we need to be able to support ourselves and to be able to support our communities and provide resources inside of our own communities when the government, you know, local, federal, state, whatever it may be, isn't doing their part. Mr. Tyler, there's a bell going off in my head screaming. Those listening to the podcast right want to know how can we find you? What's your website? What's your social media address? Get We need this information today, my brother. I love it. So to find me, uh, easiest thing is to go to, to the website, www.trafficsalesandprofit.com. There's trafficsalesandprofit.com. Um, from there, you can get a free link, uh, link excuse me, to our free Facebook group, Traffic Sales and Profit with Lamar Tyler. That's where everything we do, free trainings, resources, um, uh, interviews, all that kind of stuff in the group every single week. So we want to make sure you're there. And then on the website, you also have a link. You can get a free copy of my paperback book. Uh, I'll send that out to you. Just just uh, cover the shipping and handling. I'll send that out to you and a bunch of other resources as well. But we want to help entrepreneurs just like you that's listening right now to become more successful, to build and scale an enterprise, and to be able to hire more people around you. Indeed, um, we got we got a lot going on right now, Lamar. I mean, <laughs> we're we're <laughs> we're fighting uh, a global pandemic. We're we're, we're fighting against ending systemic racism and yeah. white supremacy. And um, with all of that, you being a business business expert that you are, can you tell us how these issues are impacting small business owners and entrepreneurs? Because I see it twofold. It's it's almost like okay, some they saw their business decline a little bit because the pandemic hit, but yet also on the flip side with the uprising and you know Black Lives Mattering and and just this focus on black businesses and buying black and supporting black there are some you know that are <laughs> no pun intended in the black you know yep. when they were kind of in the red when the pandemic happened so um tell us you know how these issues are impacting uh, entrepreneurs and small businesses sure it's interesting because what you said is exactly right it's almost like a tale of two cities and on one side 
you have reports now that are being issued that said, hey, earlier this spring, uh, due to the pandemic and everything that happened, 41% of black businesses shut down. But on the other side, in communities like ours, especially communities that, that have a rooted focus online and on the Internet, a lot of our companies in our community, a lot of our direct clients we work with, had their best months ever during the actual uh, uh, pandemic, right? Because more people were forced not to go to the mall, not to go to retail, but they had to go online. Right. So if you were already positioned and ready to sell and meet your clients there, or even if you hadn't originally been, but you took action to quickly pivot, like we were teaching inside the Traffic Sales and Profit Group, and being ready or looking for opportunities, then you were uniquely positioned for this time. And, and that's what I've been continually seeing is that the people that were set up, that were ready to receive clients, that were ready to market and sell and promote and put their uh, products and service out in front of people were the ones that are winning right now. And like I said, a lot of them had their, their best months ever. A lot of them, this has been their best year ever, and it's really positioned them to grow into another phase with their business. Mm, excellent. Uh, so what's some tips that you can um, share on how businesses can um, can best their leverage crisis situation and work around them uh, to find solutions that, that help keep them afloat so they you know, won't go under? Great, great question. Number one, I would say look to be a leader in your space. One of the things I always tell my clients is that in times like these with crisis, you either lead or you be led. Mm. And I don't want to be led. So how can I be a leader in my space? How can I not sit and wait for things to happen to me but proactively go out and find opportunities? Uh, Number two, what I want everybody listening to do is I want you to find out what is the need that your customers or potential customers have right now. And then how can you shift what you're doing to actually fill that need, fill a gap, or overcome the challenge that they're having. And that may mean that you need to pivot from the thing that you've been doing for months and months or years and years or maybe decades and decades to something new, but be ready to pivot once you find out what that actual challenge is and be able to market to that challenge. Um, You know, next thing I want to tell you is I want to tell you to make sure that you really leverage online because the the great thing that's happened, fellas, over the last few months, every year e-commerce and online sales grow a little bit, like little by little, year by year. But what's happened over the last few months is we've leaped ahead years forward past where we would have been with e-commerce. And if you think about it, there are a lot of things that have happened over the last few months that when COVID is gone, things won't go back to normal. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people that tried new services that that were used to going to the grocery store. Now they're never going to the grocery store again. No, sir. They're going to use Instacart or whatever it's going to be. Instacart it is. Exactly, (laughs) right? I'm one of those brothers. Mm -mm. If you would have asked these people six months ago, they would have been like, that's crazy. I don't want somebody else touching my food. <laughs> I need to go I need to go and, and pluck my own water, watermelons or, you know, hold my own fruits and squeeze them and all this kind of stuff. So, so things have changed, and they won't go back to being the same. So how can you take your business and really leverage, okay, how can I pull more of the Internet in here? How can I learn more about it? How can I get in groups like ours that's free so that you can get resources and such? And then the last thing I would say is making sure that you're communicating with your customers. And whether things are going great, whether things are going bad, maybe you're backed up because it's hard for you to get the bottles that you need to put your, your product inside of. So it's backed up. Or maybe you're overrun with orders, so it's hard for you to just get things out on time. All of that's fine. I think people are understanding because so many different things are happening right now. But just staying in communication with your customers, making sure they're abreast of what's going on uh, so that it's, you're not leaving them out in the dark. And I think the companies that are doing that right now, being open and honest and transparent, are the ones that are winning and the ones that will continue to win down the line. What we want to say right now, sir, is God bless you and your family. This is invaluable information. 
And we cannot thank you anymore from the bottom of our hearts for taking time out of your day to be a part of the podcast. But KG does want you to have a chance to talk about your big conference that's coming up, correct? Yeah, yeah. Sure. TPS Live is happening uh, October 2nd and 3rd in Atlanta. So, yep, it uh, sure is. Uh, like I said, it's an amazing event. This is our fifth year doing it. We started the first one in 2016. Uh, we had 47 people in attendance. Last year we had over 500. This year we'll have over 700. And this will be our uh, first time, right? We may have to do it virtual. It's still like a lot of things kind of circling around, yeah. of course, because of everything going on. But regardless, I can guarantee for everyone it's an event unlike anything else that you've ever seen. And for more information on that, again, you can go to trafficsalesandprofit.com, click on the Events tab, and it'll take you uh, straight there to find out more information about TSP Live. Indeed. Lamar Taylor, the gatekeepers are gone. (laughs) (laughs) Man, man, we thank you so much, Lamar. uh, International Business Network and the founder of Traffic Sales and Profit. Bro. We got to yes, have sir. you back on. Yeah, man. I would love that. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Indeed. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being a part of the Public Affairs Podcast. We'll be back next week with more interesting topics. God bless you and thank you for listening.